They're going to come mocking the truth and following their own desires. All we got to do is just stay ready. We got to do the work that he's called us to do. Not that we stick our head in the sand and, and, and not pretend like anything's going on, but we do what we're doing. We continue meeting like Randy was talking about last week. We're not going to stop meeting until they tell us we can't. We have to. We have to keep meeting. We have to. Guys, we're made for fellowship. That's why we're always here. We're coming to the groups and things like that because our family need fellowship. It's so important. I, you hear me say it all the time. Got to be in fellowship. You cannot be a Lone Ranger Christian and make it. You can't. I've seen it time and time and time and time again. I got a friend right now that was in my Monday night group that's in the hospital right now. He may not make it this time. He took some pills and alcohol and all this stuff, and he, was, he went to the hospital unresponsive. And was like, this may be the last time. And I'm like, I've prayed with the guy hundreds of times, but you know he has his part to do too. You have your part. All we can do is text you and call you and encourage you, but if you just want to not do anything, that's on you. You know, and I kind of felt, <laughs> when I saw that text come, I won't say what I said, but I was like, blanket Bobby. It irked me because I spent so much time with this guy, and I'm like, oh, and I know he's struggling. I know that. But you have to make the extra effort to be with God's people. Now, he's saved. He is a saved man, okay? Praise the Lord for that. But all we can do is, God, whatever your will is for him. I mean, I'm... I'm <laughs> And I know he's gone through a lot of tragedy in his family the last few weeks, but it was like, you know what? It's unfair what you're doing to your family that's left behind. Because they just, his brother got shot like two months ago. Just a random thing in St. Louis. He was sitting at a stop sign and somebody popped him. And they still haven't figured out who or what happened there. So I know he was dealing with the loss of his brother. And he's had all kinds of stuff happen to him. And I'm just praying this, like, man, that's not the way to go out, man. You know, because we, we just talked to him. We just texted him, and he was, you know, and, and I know he was struggling, but we kept encouraging, kept encouraging. He's like, come on, man, you can do this. We all have our struggles, and we all want to give up at some point, but we don't. We keep fighting. So that being said, the Lone Ranger Christian, you're generally, something bad's going to happen. The old guy's going to win more than the new guy will. I guarantee it. There's just, if you're not feeding it, the fire's going to go out. I mean, that's, that's plain. Another log on the fire, it's eventually going to go out, right? It's just going to burn all the way down to just fade away, and eventually it goes out. So I'm just praying God's will. Whatever it is for Bobby, help him, Lord. Whatever that may be. But I would recommend staying in fellowship. Help him, Jesus, right? Oh, I forgot where it was. Okay, they said... Uh, so what happened to this promise that Jesus is coming? From before the times of our ancestors, everything is, it has remained the same since the world was first created. And that's easy to say. And you, you get away, you start thinking that way again. Well, I don't see anything changing. Well, you don't. <laughs> it's pretty obvious now. And they're moving in a very quick hurry. I mean, it's moving quickly now. It's like time is sped up. Things are changing on a dime. That's why we have to be prepared. This pandemic was just the beginning. However that works out, that's just the beginning. And I think it was a wake-up call for a lot of sleepy Christians. Hey, man, there's something going on. 
more, more something above us that we, we have no control over. But we must be ready. Everything remains okay. Let's go to First Timothy four one real quick. <laughs> I grouped everything kind of together today, so you won't be bouncing around too far. Okay, First Timothy four one. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time some will turn away from the tr- the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teaching that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their conscience are dead. We have to protect ourselves from the false teachers and things that are coming, because they are coming. Devil's going to use everything he can against us in the end times. So we are coming, but we have the Holy Spirit that helps us, that helps us stay on course, to help us fight these fights that we're going through, these things. We're never alone. All we have to do is, is stay in the word. Stay in your group. Build your relationship with Jesus. Just whatever it is, you've got to keep feeding it every day. Whether you're praying to him or you're reading or you're doing worship, whatever it is, you have to continue that or this world's going to sneak in. If there's a crack in the armor, it's coming in. Amen? Okay, let's go back to where I was in Second Peter here. Okay, in verse 5 it says, They deliberately forget that God has made the heavens long ago by the word of his command and brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it by water. We know God's in control and he can do anything he wants to. He's the one that created this and he can certainly change it. Just as quickly as it would be, he spoke life into everything, he could also change it. So are you ready? You've got to be ready. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. So the first time he came with water, second time is going to come with fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment, and when ungodly people, they will be destroyed. It's like, Wow. You know, he's, he's going to purify this earth. Get rid of the sin. It's going to be gone once and for all. Everything's going to burn up. And then back to the way it was, how he wanted it in the first place. It's going to be good. Let's go to Second Thessalonians real quick. When these ungodly people will be destroyed, Second Thessalonians 1, 7, and 8. And God will provide rest for you for being persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's one thing to sit here and listen to the word, or maybe you're reading the word, but if you're not doing the word, you're in trouble. You're really in trouble. I mean, what good is it if you're not going to do what it says do? You're going to be judged for that. Just like he says. 
for those who refuse to obey the good news of the Lord. So guys, he's telling us to be ready, be prepared. Okay, let's go back to Second Peter again. Peter, where are you? It left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. In third Peter, yeah. <laughs> okay. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. He's God. He doesn't have a timetable. He's not like us where he has a schedule where you have to be here at 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock and then you run here and you run here and run here and run there. He does what he wants. He does it on his timing, right? So it's already been a couple thousand years, so we don't know. It could be another thousand years. Then again, it might be tonight or tomorrow. Are we ready? Are you ready? Are you honestly ready? If you, if you did, a, if you did a, a personal inventory, are you ready? It's like, well, I think I am. I know I am. May not be the best at it, but I'm ready. And I'm trying to encourage others to be ready too. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So a thousand, let's see here, in a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. Kind of like the scoffers, where's this guy you keep talking about? What's taking so long? Nope. He's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. Everyone, some, some of them say all. So everybody has an opportunity to repent. Now whether they do or not, I don't know. And, I, and that's on them. But one thing we do have to do is make peace with God before we're welcome to the kingdom, to his kingdom. And if you haven't done that, I recommend that you do that, just in case it is tonight or even tomorrow for that matter. So remember, God's not on a timetable. It might be a while. might be later. Be prepared. And he's not slow in his promise, as some people think. Okay. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief in the night. You know, I, I would imagine most people in here probably have some type of home protection if somebody did break in. I would think. Some people are going, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, that's good. We should, right? So if we're preparing for a thief to come, why wouldn't we prepare for God to come? Right? I mean, we all have of something to protect ourselves. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Everything. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly life should we live? You know, if you store up your treasures in heaven, because our personal possessions obviously are going to be burnt up, we can't take them with us anyway. And they really don't mean a whole lot here on earth. God wants us to have nice stuff, but he doesn't want us chasing after that and making everything an idol, which we have a tendency to do in America. You know, it's they always everything's taught that it's get all you can get 
it's all about you. You must feel good. You must do this. You must get all these lifts and do all this crazy stuff to yourself. It's all about you. Vanity, vanity, vanity. It's all about you, you, you. Well, it's not about you. It's about God. Because all this stuff is going to be destroyed. So what holy life should we live? Looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. And on that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth as he's promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. I love that. That's good. He's going to purify it. Wipe all this junk out. No sin, no anything. It's just going to be awesome. How that looks, I don't know, but I'm preparing myself for that. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. If we do that, we get, during this waiting time, we can't be lazy or we can't become complacent. Because when we do that, we slowly become the Lone Ranger Christian again. we got to keep marching forward, even if it's a slow walk. You know, we all have our own speed that we're walking this walk with God anyway. Some people might be doing 100 miles an hour and can live like that the whole time. Most people can't. Most of those people burn out. But whatever your speed is, just keep walking. And you fall down, you get back up. Because we're going to fall down. Scripture says you will fall down. It's hard out there, guys. Everybody knows that, right? And we all have a tendency to drift around. But if you're anchored to Christ, be like an inner tube, you know, that floats around in a pool or on a lake. If it has an anchor, it's only going to go so far and it'll stop because it's anchored. But if you're not anchored in Christ, you're going to just fly it around all over. You're going to believe whatever. You'll just, you're going to have this uh, milkshake faith where... Somebody might say one thing, somebody might say another thing, and you believe all these things, and none of them, they're only about half-truths. That's why you read Scripture. Research it for yourself. Don't, don't lean your ladder on me or on Randy or anybody else that's speaking. You lean it on Jesus Christ. Amen? I probably told this story, but I'm going to tell it again. There was, there was one of the churches that I was going to early in my walk. I leaned my ladder of faith on the, on the, the uh, pastor. And when he fell, so did I. And guess what? I went out in the desert for a long time. <laughs> I just walked off. I'm like, okay. Well, if he can't do it, then that means I definitely can't because he's an educated man. I'm not. Not like him. I thought, wow, this guy's up here. He's got everything together. Guess what? No, he doesn't. None of us do. We're trying to get better at it, right? We don't have it all together. That's why we are anchored in Christ and we're trying to learn, grow our knowledge, in Jesus Christ. You know? The church went through a lot, but it came back and it's starting to grow again. But the main thing is, put your ladder of faith on Jesus. No man, it's Jesus. Okay. Okay, let's see. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. <laughs> Like I said before, I have people in my family that I've been waiting on for several years. But I haven't given up. And I know it's God's timing because we just read one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. 
So I keep praying and praying and praying. I haven't given up, although I felt like it several times, but I know God's got a plan, so I'm just, I'm going with that. I trust whatever he has for me, my family, or whomever. So don't give up on the ones that maybe you've witnessed to them a hundred times. But all you can do is show them love and walk your, your walk. There's going to be scoffers. I, I went through that early in, my, early in my walk when I first got saved because of the party life that we were living, and then all of a sudden you turn and go the other way, and then everybody's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Oh, pfft, still another one of those hair goofy ideas you guys get. How many times we hear that? Oh, I give you guys about three months. You'll be back. You'll be back. We did come back. <laughs> we fell down. We got back up. You know what I mean? So we work it out. You just work it out. You keep walking. The Lord is patient. This is what our, bro- our beloved brother Paul also wisdom of God he gave him. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand. One of those things like when we see Paul in heaven, it's like, dude, <laughs> you had some mind benders. I got to be honest. Can you, can you talk to me like, uh, yo, what's up? Kind of like, so I can get it. <laughs> it's like some of it's way out there. It's like, I get it, but I don't get it. Some of the comments are hard to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted these letters to mean something quite different. The first one came to mind was, should we keep on sinning because we get more grace? Of course not. But that could be misinterpreted like, okay, cool. I'm saved. I do whatever I want to. No, you don't. We have a higher standard to live now. We're representing Christ. And we're trying to become more and more like him. We'll be made perfect in the end. Amen? But until then, we just better ourselves. We try to be a better witness. Not saying we get it right all the time because we don't. We know that. We're human. We fall down. We get back up. We drift off. We come back. Although the road is not quite as zigzaggy as it used to be. The road's a little, you know, it's got its little curves. And every once in a while you slip off. But for the most part, <laughs> it's, it's a little straighter than it's been. Praise the Lord for that. So these people twist these scriptures. I mean, have you guys ever experienced the guy when you first meet him, he just starts spitting scriptures all right and left, right and left, right and left, like he's got his spiritual muscles on and he wants you to know how much he knows? You ever met people like that? You know, there's an old saying, and we've said it around here before, the, the, the uh, emptiest wagon makes the most noise. It's almost like he had something to prove. It's like the loudest guy who brags and brags and brags. He's not that good. You're just bragging to make, to make it yourself believe you're that good. Most of the time, you know, there's even athletes, there's only a few of them that can brag like that and actually back it up. Because generally when they mouth off, then it goes south. It's like, dude, you should have just kept your mouth shut. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of the same way. We're supposed to be humble people anyway, right? All of this will result in their own destruction. The false teachers... The one thing that you can do is know the truth, and the truth comes from Scripture. It's God-inspired. These aren't just some stories they made up. It was written in a book. These are God. It was God-inspired. He used these people to pen these 
Peter's final words. It says, you already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Now we know there's something big coming up next week too. And we don't know what's going to come out of that. We really can't get involved in that kind of mess either. We can't just... And i got to be honest, sometimes it's hard not to because it just doesn't seem fair that they're just kicking God out of everything and they do what they... They get what they want and we don't. They just kind of like just keep pushing and pushing and they try to take away and take away and take away. But that's all part of what's going to happen. Revelation, man, if you've ever read that, it's just going to slowly deteriorate. Just keep going and keep going. But God is patient. And even in the end, when it's crumbling down and burning down, he's still going to have like life. I wouldn't recommend waiting for that just in case you don't make it that long. <laughs> be prepared, be ready, right? So you already know these things, so be on guard. So you're not carried away with these, these wicked people. At least you can feel it. Rather, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must grow. We must grow. You get that? We practice what we learn and we grow. I don't want to be just older. I want to learn as I go. I want to be wiser. I want to know more about God and how his ways and things like that. I don't want to see another year older. You know, a couple weeks ago when I started the message, it's a new year. Let's not drag the old guy into the new year. I want a new year, not the same new year. We broke 2020 off. Let's move on. Let's don't drag all that stuff in. Now, we're still dealing with things. I know that. But we have an Keep growing. Keep moving and keep growing. You know, a moving target's hard to hit. You know, if you're shooting at it, it's a little more challenging than if it's just standing on a pole. So when you're moving and you're learning and you're hanging out in fellowship, things like that, you're going to be better. So when the storms come, and that's when because they will. The old saying, if you're not in one, prepare because there's one coming. They just come and they come. I, don't, I, I watch a lot of the Weather Channel because I kind of like, not that they're very good at it, but they kind of <laughs> predict the future. You look at the West Coast and you go, oh, about three you're getting all that stuff. So you can start thinking that way. Start preparing. Hey, it's going to be raining or whatever your schedule is. Be prepared for it. They don't get it right all the time, obviously, especially where we live. It's not quite as easy. Be prepared. Right? You must grow in the grace of knowledge. Let's go to a couple pages over to Second uh, Peter um, 1, 5. And this kind of goes right along with what we're talking about here. Second Peter. I said a couple pages, and here I am. Okay. Second Peter 1.5. In the view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. When you read, his, when you read the word, you, you hear his, his promises. So supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. Get to know God. 
He wants us to grow. He's plainly telling us, grow in your faith. And knowledge with self-control. Self-control with patient endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. Live a better life. He's given us everything we need. A few verses up, it says, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. It's up to us to tap into what's available. It's like having the keys to the car, never starting it. You carry them around in your pocket going, look at that, look how good it is. He's given us the most precious gift we could ever get. And everything that goes with it, all we have to do is exercise it. Grow your Grow it. Be ready. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love for everyone. Ah, love for everyone. Okay. <laughs> it says love the unlovable, right? So that's part of, part of the learning, part of the growing. For the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want more fruit, right? So if you're doing all these things, it plainly says you're going to be more productive and useful in the kingdom. You're going to be able to do this ministry stuff. You're going to be able to come to things you don't want to come. The Holy Spirit's going to give you what you need to do. All you have to do is walk it out, man. Walk it out. Maybe God's giving you something, something on your heart now, whatever it might be. Maybe, uh, I don't know, feed homeless or, well, we can't go to nursing homes anymore, but, you, you know, something. And something in this community. There's always, there's plenty to do around here. There's plenty to do in the church. There's plenty to do in our community. If God's put something on your heart and it keeps coming up, he's speaking to you. Act on it. That's how this whole thing got started in the first place. We could always just sit around and do nothing, but that's not what he's telling us to do. Grow, do all these things. But those who fail to develop in this way, they're short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed of their old sins. So you have this gift, you put it in your pocket, and you didn't even use it. So then you have to wonder, are you truly saved? Because if you're truly saved, like Randy was talking about yes, uh, last week, then you're going to want to do these things. You're going to want to read. You're going to want to be around other Christians. You're going to want to learn more. You never know, you might want to do a come on man or something sometime. Or, you know, amen? Like Randy? Yeah, Randy right here. <laughs> <laughs> the more you grow, the more productive you're going to be. <laughs> so, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that, that you really are among those of God has called and he has chosen. Do these things and you will never away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. How about that? How about that? That's what we all striving for, right? We want to make it to the end. But we got to keep putting fuel in the tank to keep going. And it gets heavy at times. And it gets burdened sometimes. And it gets boring sometimes. But we trudge on. We keep going. We keep sharing. We keep learning. Because you just never know what God has for us right around the corner. Amen? So be prepared. And be ready at all times. Amen? And that's about all I have for tonight. <laughs>